Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, all you cats and kittens, Adam Ray here, back for another episode of the About Last Night podcast. Subscribe, eh, click on there to get all the video gunk and junk, and don't cancel me, and just get everything that you need for the podcast right here uh, on the About Last Night YouTube page. Spotify, iTunes, you can also check it out there if you just want your ears to get uh, blasted with with silly. Today's episode's a banger. He's got a new special out. He's uh, a great comic. A great dude. Uh, he's a pioneer in the podcasting game, some some would say. Um, you know him from his show, Marin, from all sorts of movies like To Leslie, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. He was a voice in Bad Guys, the animated film. And his new special, From Bleak to Dark, on HBO, is uh, coming out February 11th. So it's out. So go watch it. What are you doing here? Well, actually, I know what you're doing here. Watch this, and then go watch the special. When you finish watching Mark Marin's special... Uh, comment below. Tell us how much you loved it. I think uh, the trailer um, uh, did it uh, a great service. Uh, Mark's standing up a lot, which we talk about in this episode. We talk about a lot of stuff. It's a blast. Again, check out the special from Bleak to Dark right now on HBO. Mark Marin And listen to his podcast, WTF. My episode was a lot of fun. Came out a few months ago. Hopefully, he'll have me back. We'll see. I don't want to fucking hold my breath. Um, <laughs> come see me on the road. I'm in uh, Batavia this weekend at the Comedy Vault. Just a little bit north of Chicago, so come out, see your boy, February 15th, um, sorry, 16th through the 18th at the Comedy Vault in Batavia, Illinois. And then uh, March 1st through the 4th, Punchline, San Francisco, come out and see me, favorite club on the planet. March 1st through the 4th, Punchline, San Francisco, March 9th through the 11th, Levity Live here in Oxnard, California. And then uh, Fort Worth. Uh, it's uh, Portland, Seattle with the Impractical Jokers, um, uh, San Diego, uh, Dallas, Palm Beach, Phoenix. It's a lot's coming. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, coming back to comedy on state and August. All that ticket info at AdamRayComedy.com. Young Rock every Friday on NBC. Welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. And of course, subscribe to the podcast at ALN on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Here on YouTube, you know what to do. A lot of great episodes coming up. Can't wait for you guys to see. So, with all the tour, date info, and all the other bullshit out of the way, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Mark Maron. Am 
am I a night owl? What do you mean? Do I stay up all night? Yeah, I guess that's how. Um, no, I stay up late sometimes. Yeah, but not. I'm not out in the world. <laughs> oh, you're not. I'm just sitting around. No, I don't think anyone thinks you're going from club to elsewhere. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, maybe there was a time. There was a time, but I mean, probably not too long ago. Well, I didn't. It wasn't any exciting elsewhere. I go to a, a restaurant. Hey, not uh, depending on where the restaurant is. Not like it's been a long time since I was. Uh, whose house are you going to, man? Hang out. Wow, dude! Look how quickly you tap Where's back the into that party. Guy. <laughs> I was never there. Never, yeah, you, you never were never that guy. No, but you went. You were like, "Where is it?" And then you went. Sometimes, yeah, depends what was going on there. You know what I mean? I'm not just and who was there. I guess it's something. Who's there is a big deal. Sometimes, but like, uh, who, when was that? When did that happen? When did I have friends? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. I venture to say that is you do bring up a good point. How many friends, if push came to shove, could you go? Could you count on your hand and go these? And then I guess how do you equate them to be friends? Everyone's got like the. Remember that David Tell? I tell used to have a joke. Uh, A good friend is a guy that will help you move a couch. A best friend is a guy who will help you move a body. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. That's that's a great joke because. Because all his jokes are great jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he one of your guys, like faves? Who does Mark Maron like? If you had to drive from L.A. to Laughlin, Nevada, I don't know why you'd be doing that yeah. unless you were trying to go visit where my dad used to live. Yeah. Would you put on, and you had to put on a comedy, because uh, I used to do this, by the way, and I used to uh, listen to um, to your stuff, CDs. Mm. When, in, when I was a year before I started stand-up in 2006, I'd drive to see my dad. I'd go to Tower, um, I'm sorry, Amoeba Records on Sunset. Yep. I'd grab a Mark Maron, a Patton Oswalt, a Jerry oh, yeah. Seinfeld, wow. a Brian Regan, mm. uh, a David Cross, a Greg Giraldo. Mm. Very, uh, that's a nice variety, isn't it? Pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. The last comedy uh, <clears throat> records I listened to were like in the car were Robert Chimmel. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was pretty satisfying. Robert Chimmel is very satisfying. Laugh out loud for you? I mean, you know, how many times can you laugh at a comedy CD? It's more like, oh, here comes that part I like. Yeah. So, but tell I mean, we came up together, but the thing about Dave is that, yeah, I never, I don't see him that much, but he's always Dave, but he's always going to have new shit. Like, he's always going to surprise you. He's just, uh, you know, um, uh, one of the best joke writers that ever lived. So, and they're usually pretty gritty and interesting. Yeah. And he'll turn them over. So it's always fun to see him. There's no, there's nobody really, you know, funnier than Dave. I agree. <laughs> I see a guy that you'll definitely pop into the OR if he's there. You'll stick around. To yeah, watch. of course, but he's never out here. You know, I always like seeing him. He texts me every once in a while, just weird texts. Like what? what just like sort of, uh, do you know anything about, uh, you know, the, this, uh, do you do a bit about the about jerking off on the Bible? <laughs> like, no. I'm just checking. <laughs> Didn't want to step on any toes. Exactly. Uh, do you get inspired by guys like that? I guess I'm just curious, you know, a myriad of things as we're sitting down here, and thanks for making time. Uh. What, like, inspires you? A guy that's so accomplished... Right, and I was telling you this in the main room the other night. How great it is to um, for guys like me, right? I'm mm-hmm. Sixteen years in, mm. I'm forty. Well, Jesus I think Christ, you're what? You're forty-two. Right? Yeah. What are you? Forty-three. You got the energy of a yeah. Got the yeah, energy of great. a forty-two-year-old. I feel old, but you know, forty-three is not bad. I'm Looking good. Okay. You smell good. You came in here with a musk. I don't know if it was like it's cool water. Patchouli. Patchouli. I wear patchouli. I've worn it for a long time. You have a long time. You do strike me as a guy that's like, I got one cologne and one cigar. It's not even a cologne. It's an oil. And it's a uh, patchouli oil. It's, a, it's old hippie shit. 
But I dated this woman who was a welder and kind of half a witch, and she was a <laughs> patchouli person. Are most witches patchouli people? I don't know. It depends if they're uh, hippie witches or just uh, witchy witches. I think uh, witchy witches get a little more complicated. She wasn't really a hippie witch. She was just a, she's an artist. She was intense. She's in Seattle. <laughs> That's the opening to the, to the rom-com, and you're sure. narrating it. Sure. You, have, has anyone ever told you? She's working at a strip club. Um, and, plot uh, thickens. Jesus Christ. She wasn't a stripper, though. She was a bartender at a strip club, and she said, I quit because I got tired of men looking at me like I was food. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's good. That's good. That's real. Yeah. That's raw. That's good. Hippie witch or witchy witch? Kind of witchy witch. But uh, but yeah, no, she just turned me on to patchouli, and I've worn it for forever. Would and you I ho- get it at one place, and I've gotten it there for decades. Can I guess? Sure. How Target. Would, no, not, I don't use Target patchouli. They probably have it somewhere. <laughs> Come on, man. I got a special yeah, coming out. You think I'm using Target patchouli? Yeah. I uh, No, it's a place called Life in, uh, in on Lower Haight yeah. in San Francisco. Beautiful. Yeah. Hippie Witch or Witchy Witch is a show... I would watch six episodes of if you if you hosted it. it. Yeah, yeah. Roku's looking for content. Sure, uh, Roku. They're back. They're back. Uh, is National Lampoon coming back to this <laughs> yeah, building? That's we, did you ever? When I said that, did you know exactly what I meant? Yeah, but it's not. It was, but that was just years after the fact. Yes. You know, it wasn't the real National Lampoon building. Right. It was after the brand got bought by some idiots and they tanked it. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> totally. No. When I came in here to meet, I think the I just signed like a content deal they were trying to use the name and start getting back into the you know it's almost like into what just youtube was popping off and they were like we need to follow suit and start creating content sure so they were gonna pay me like five grand a month to do videos because yeah. i was already doing them on my own yeah and then uh i got an email hey man the guy who signed that deal for you just got busted for embezzlement so yeah. we're gonna hold off on any new yeah, deals yeah, yeah. what was that other one that was around for a while something deluxe super deluxe super deluxe a lot of people uh had a lot of content that just doesn't exist in the world anymore. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You've been doing the podcast now, WTF. Yeah, was I in the middle of answering a question? I think we moved on, but we'll get Did back. Did we? Mo? Oh, patchouli oil, hippie back. witch, witchy witch, uh, oh, Seattle. Yeah, I smelled good, but you smelled come in good. here. No, I did go. I did. Oh, people who inspire me. Um, Thank you. I guess at this point, my, my point was, yeah. when you're as consistent as you are and you're doing it and you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing, and I'll just, you know, personally speaking- for being a fan and then getting to know you and feeling like, you know, I don't have to, you know, have my head down if I see you sure. in the hallway because sure. I feel like, hey, there's a 97% chance Mark's going to look me in the eyes tonight. I love getting there, by the way. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And you know that. And I think it feels good for you. Yeah. Eric Griffin never lets me forget it. <laughs> well, that's Eric Griffin. Yeah. How You know, grudges and griffins. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I know. Take your pick. Well, I, I did ice him all the time. I just of didn't, course. I didn't register him as like a-, a As an ice. As a comic or something, hilarious. It was just, it was Most just, people just, still don't. I know. I mean, yeah, I I knew we'll he was right on back. a show, <laughs> you know, that I never watched. Yeah, and he was around, and I would literally just—he was completely correct. Isn't in, that enough, though? What you clock somebody, you go, hey, you're a like. Uh, do, do we have to get to know everybody's ins and outs on Wikipedia page? Like, well, you I go, mean, I know you're a guy. You're here. You must be. But you can be polite. I mean, I'm generally, I I am not. Say. I'm not icing people because I'm being condescending. I'm just like thinking about myself or other Fine. things. Yeah. You know what I mean? But some people, it's sort of like, some people I have to have boundaries with. You sure. Know? Like I have to be like, no. <laughs> Before they <laughs> talk open- to the hand that I'm making up. <laughs> so who. Can you feel the hand? <laughs> yeah. So who in stand up, I guess. Yeah. And we don't have to take it all the way back to, to Little Marin watching the tube. 
like I guess now at days, what do you see or hear that makes you go? Because I feel like we all still, especially oh. living in LA, you feed off the beast and the the machine of the energy of the city. I feel like I do. I feel like you do really? too. Otherwise, you there's a pulse to this city that's 1, tangible. Dude, go to any Jamba Juice. There's somebody working there who's like, is that I where just, I got to feel the pulse I of LA just, at a Jamba Juice? <laughs> I just auditioned for CSI yeah. Miami. Yeah. And I got a second call. Dude, I'm yeah, telling you, everyone's yeah, one thing everyone's, away out here. Yeah, just on fire there at the Jamba Juice <laughs> or the Starbucks where they have their own table. <laughs> and they get mad if they can't sit there with the computer for nine hours. What if you found out Raiders of the yeah. Lost Ark was written in a coffee bean? Yeah. Would it change your mind about how things get done no, here? No, writers are writers. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I understand, but there is an energy, but I wouldn't say, for me, it's sort of like, I'm fucking riding that L.A. juice. <laughs> It's more sort of like, ugh, I gotta go to the West Side <laughs> on Friday. Fair enough. Oh my God. Yeah. Is there any way I can get out of it? I've I've turned down meetings for things. Wow. Because they are on the West Side. It's a it's a trek. The power well, of no, though, that's real. That's definitely real. Have you gotten? Whitney used to preach to me about that, about yeah. saying no, and I was just like, all right, you just created yeah, your I second show. I, I and did, did not engage it for this show. <laughs> I went ahead and. Said yes to this. One. It's going to be great. We'll get you out of here. We, you know, we'll get you out of here. To, in five I'm not minutes. in a hurry. Um, you, I'm going to go stand over there in the parking lot. <laughs> Your spots at what time? Nine thirty. Yeah, perfect. All right, let, me, let me just talk about that real quick. Inspiration. So you ask me if there's anybody I watch. Yeah, or now. Like just what inspires Mark Maron on a doesn't have to be daily basis. Like what? Where do you find it? I guess, and or does it hit you uh, unexpectedly? Yeah. I don't know. It usually comes through conversation, or you, you, I, I don't know. Like today. I, I was doing an interview with some guy for, I guess he was from, uh, what? he was from Variety. Cool. Uh, some sort of interview around the special. And he used to, he's talking about the special and he's asking me about some of the stuff about not having kids. He said, I don't have kids, you know, and you know, I kind of like, I thought it was, uh, you know, interesting that you were talking about not having kids and how you feel about that. And I was like, well, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just honest with myself. I said, you know, I'm selfish and I'm neurotic and that takes a lot of time. And you need to make time for that. <laughs> so for your neuroses, you do. But but that, I'd never really thought of it that way. So that kind of came up in conversation, and you know I think that could be a bit. I already kind of you know the idea of you know like I'm self. I already say it in different ways, but mm. it's pretty specific. Yeah. I'm selfish and I'm neurotic, and that takes a lot of time. You got to <laughs> make time for that. It's, there's not a lot of time for other things. It's very true. It is. But I like that kind of shit. But in terms of other inspiration, I don't know. I'm always kind of engaging. With news and with ideas, yeah. and I'm trying to think about the the jokes I'm um, I'm kind of working on now. Uh, yeah, I mean things that happen to me, but I realize in watching my last couple of specials that my life is relatively small. So thematically, I talk about the same things. Mm. It's just an ongoing conversation. Do you think most comics do? I don't know. Like it depends if they're talking about themselves or not. I mean, you know, if you're talking about yourself, I mean, most comics, if they really talked about themselves for most of their career, they'd be like, I woke up at eleven thirty. Had coffee and I wrote some things down, and then I took a nap and I ate some shit I shouldn't have eaten, and now I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not too far off. Uh, so how many how many years do we just spend wandering around with notebooks and other idiots going? What do you think of this? What do you think of this one? Is this anything? You do, do you do that? Do you have uh, <laughs> comrades that you like to riff bits with? No. No, I mean sometimes I'll, my friend Sam website mm. when we talk i talk to this guy almost every night he's my best friend he's in new york he's a novelist it's awesome and wow. like throughout when my girlfriend passed away you know, he was sort of there for me but then it just kept going like we just we just talk almost every night wow and he we uh 
ultimately led to me and him uh we created a show that we sold to fx they didn't make it but but like sometimes with him i'll ask him to wow you know they hear it out what do you think of this yeah did had you planned on um kind of having a friendship blossom with him did it was a, there a little bit of it like oh, no i knew him for years you know and I, he was always a pretty good friend yeah but it just became a thing like you know that he was checking in with me yeah and then like you know he's got he's a professor at columbia writing to uh, professor jesus uh in new york and you know he's got a wife and two kids and stuff so i mean i could it was good for me to hear about his life and then you know just to talk and i respect he's a very funny writer he just wrote a new book it's tremendous well you so funny you just wrote a new special from Bleak to Dark. Yeah. When this comes out, I wouldn't say I just out. wrote it. it. It took a long time. No, you improvised it on the spot, which yeah. is phenomenal. Not a lot that of That was the writing stuff. process. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. 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 Putting it together just by repetition. Do you go up with bullet points? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I have lots of paper. And you've got things like, you're like, I'm saying this bit tonight, word perfect, or is it all uh, kind Things of become thing. word perfect around you. You know how you're going to get the laugh. You kind of have to figure that out. Yeah. If you want to get the laugh consistently, so I mean, give or take, you know, word perfect. Sure. But yeah, eventually some stuff gets pretty word perfect because there's timing required. So you got to hone it down. Uh, the trailer you graciously show me in the main room, uh, green room. That's crazy. It's good, right? Man, it's so good. And honestly, like you just talk about getting inspired. You know, I'm trying to um, really. Uh, I've put a few things up on YouTube, but I'm trying to really like. I've got an hour right now that's really personal. And I really love. Yeah. And I've been doing it for about a year and a half, mm. and I keep adding to it. But I, it just got me, and I've been going back and forth with like, do I try to get some people out from a um, a reputable place to to watch it live, or do I tape it myself and try to, sh you know, what I'm saying there's yeah. a lot of, but it's case by case. It's where you. My at fear with that has always been, you know, if I can at my point in my career and knowing, you know, just how. You know what the nature or the, the 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 how many of my you know my audience yeah like will I take the money if it's offered to me yeah versus like no I'm just gonna throw it up on YouTube because the idea of me putting something up there on my own and then really no one coming is just too much for me to reckon with yeah. so so it's just sort of like I'll, give me the money and don't tell me how many people watch. It. <laughs> yeah, there's comfort in that. Yeah, I mean, not everybody can do it, obviously, and I don't know how right. how long I can continue doing it. But I will never just self produce and put it up sure. or try to pay. I'm curious about this this thing where you do a live show for a global Zoom audience, and you get the door with that guy. You know that guy? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, who's who's doing that? You know, I don't know. Glebe and oh, you know, Steve Hostetter. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That I think thing. that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. They, Tony Robbins, I heard, made a killing off of Zoom during COVID, yeah. which makes me think. Well, I had a big Tony Robbins. And it's like COVID. it's not even. I, it's funny because I don't really even need the money. I didn't do any Zoom comedy. You didn't? No, and I didn't. I didn't do any outdoor shows. Uh, you know, you didn't. The, I was I bummed didn't. to not see you out there. Fuck that. <laughs> you don't want to do the Magic Why? Castle parking lot? Oh come on, dude. I mean, I you know I did my time doing shit gigs. I don't care if people need it and they're going to sit in the drive-in <laughs> and hunt their horn instead of laugh. I don't have they to fucking do time. It. Was, I don't have to do it. <laughs> I didn't do that shit. There are outdoor uh, shows in your neighborhood, too. No, yeah. nothing. No Fuck part it. of it. No, because, like, why? What do I got to put myself through that? Is that sure. going to make me feel better during COVID? It, it did for me. Ugh. I, uh, <laughs> oddly, I didn't, like, it was, I didn't miss stand-up at all. Like, it, during COVID, I'm like, maybe I'm better. Maybe I'm all better. I don't, I'm good. I don't need to do it anymore. Did you feel better? 
Sure, not having it like compelled, but then I real uh, you know I I realized the only reason I, I felt that way is because nobody could really do it. Yes, as soon as people start doing, it, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> here we go. Oh, so you yeah. hated that? What people doing like a show in a truck or Magic Castle? No, I didn't give a shit like, about that. Gotcha. Uh, but when we start, when people start working like yes. humans, yes, yeah, not just like you know, you know, fucking. So you enjoyed the break? I did. I think. Yeah. yeah aside from my girlfriend dying, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the break. It's okay, but uh, that was during COVID. It was, yeah. Right at the beginning, three months in. I did want to just, and this is what I wanted to say, when you show me the trailer, yeah, which is brilliant, and the special, this will be out in the specials out, brilliant. Mm. You, uh, there were so many things that stood out, but one <laughs> thing- one joke. <laughs> right. That's what you remember. Yeah, well, yeah, because, first of all, I commented on you not sitting on the stool like you so classically do. Yeah, I had you it were, work. We I said moving around. I said it was moving, Mark, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm here for it. Yeah. The energy was just different. It looked incredible. You wrote the music for the trailer, yeah, which the, yeah, people the, know you're a musician, but yeah. goddamn, dude, it was so fucking good. It, it hit, right? Mark, it really, it, it it made me go, oh shit, dude, I hope there's a whole just after special, like With this you greeting fans or some uh, bullshit B-roll. I had no time. Yeah. But oh, but got they, your neuroses to deal with, yeah. Oh no, it's just like they wanted an hour, you know, and they, you know, they trying trying to get it down to an hour, is you know, uh, that because they believe that no one can watch anything for more than a minute, and well, even so, you just finishing that sentence, I already tuned out. Exactly, so like, I'm, yeah. I could tell. You know, I was talking to nobody. It's just going into nothing, <laughs> the empty vessel over there in a hat, but. Uh, <laughs> She sounded like Mitzi. That's what she said when she watched my showcase. Empty Why do you wear a hat? Yeah, yeah. I go, I can take it off. She goes, I don't care. <laughs> and I walked away, and Tommy goes, all right, thanks, Mitzi. Yeah. But and I got to Tom, see But Tommy's I got to like, talk to her. No hat, right? No hat, right? That's yeah. what I've been telling you. You actually never mentioned that. Well, you weren't <laughs> listening. You got to your these late OR spots without the hat. Oh, God. Um, but no. Uh, so, so, so. Oh, so there's no time. Like, literally, the special start. I'm on stage within seconds. There's no fucking bullshit sketch. Yeah, it's just the I do a joke, then the credit comes up, and yeah. then we're back in it, and then at the end it's over, and this, you hear more of the song. Yeah, and we do a little a little uh, uh, picture of me and Lynn, yeah. and in memory of yeah. kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, that joke that I sh- that I pointed out to you is it only happened that night. You told me that like twice. I can't believe that. I can't either. I I mean people I mean can say what it is right. It's in the trailer. Right. Yeah. But it's just like it was one of these moments that like. Doing the jokes about, or the bits, or the chunk, or whatever you want to call it, about grief and about her passing was you know, hard to balance, you know, to make it funny and to and to and to sort of do it. And for some reason, that line that night, it kind of gave it a little more. Like it was a, it was a. It, I, I, I'm. It's hard to believe I never did it because it's a nice transition into that piece of material because before it was just sort of like all right so now i don't know how i'm going to do this but i'm going to talk about this and I make jokes about not knowing how to do it but for some reason that joke like you know a lot of you know that during covid uh my my girlfriend lynn shelton passed away it was uh is really the uh, uh, the worst day of my life and i'm sure for her too <laughs> you, you, <sighs> bro that the misdirect on that yeah. and the fucking delivery and like ah oh, dude it, it just it and then you looked at me you were like oh too much i was like no dude that's very powerful it's and so funny it's such a jew delivery too yeah. it's so like jew delivery so fucking playing like, coachella yeah kaboom kaboom yeah yeah bing bow yeah but like i don't know man it's the perfect blend of hit him and hug him where it's like i think it was you know and in and it's like it if it, it, it goes in when it hits you it seems a little insensitive but totally. the logic is correct yes is it tough what did it take a certain amount of time and 
you know, it, stop me if you're just like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I don't, I'm curious if, you know, how much time needs to pass before you feel comfortable even bringing material about her to the stage. Well, the benefit of COVID was I didn't have to. And that was probably another reason why I wasn't going to do parking lot shows. Sure. You know, I was processing this shit. So, like, it, it was a good year and a half before, you know, I was even you know, in the position, kind of, to talk about it. But I was doing live Instagrams every day almost during COVID. Those were great. For, right. But they were, like, sometimes an hour, an hour and a half long. And that was how I stayed engaged with the idea of an audience. Cool. It got me a lot of weird lady fans, too. But, it, it, but I think it helped a lot of people. Helped me. That's how I dealt with, you know, engaging. I was just going to say, for someone who has become a brilliant human connector, Right. Yeah. I mean, you think about you started the podcast in 2009. We're coming up on 2020. That's what? Uh, fuck. Sim- quick, simple. 14. Math. 14 years. Something like that. That's bonkers. Also, you being at the precipice of this avenue. Yeah. And the amount of shows you've done, the amount of talking you've just done in general in stand up prior to your podcasting yeah. experience. Yeah. Talking. You, you, it, it would strike me that COVID to just, if you didn't do the Instagram lives, Mark Marin could not be without engaging. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, that was wild. Right. But the Instagram lives got a little. It got wild, dude. Because at some point, there's a, a, a group, a core group of you know mostly you yeah. know uh, uh, middle aged ladies. I think is that your fan base? It's some there's a lot of them. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, my fan base is odd. It's all over. It's it's not a. It's not. I I always say it's not a demographic. It's a disposition. <laughs> You know? yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but that was I gonna say. Oh, you know, so there was all these people. CNN when they were about to start that streaming service, that yeah. was a failure. There was a, an executive over there. Give it time. A, a woman. It's it's gone. It tanked so, immediately. Dude, nothing's gone in this town, baby. Yeah, no, but but someone they pitched it to CNN. Like someone in CNN said, "We want you to do that on our streaming service. Basically, just what you're doing, and we'll give you a lot of money." And and I knew that it was a bad idea. Yeah. And I knew that eventually what would happen with it. And I sort of had it in my head that there were segments I was doing in a way. It was basically a morning show. Yeah. Where I'd sit out on my porch and we'd talk to the cats and we'd play some music and we'd, you know. You had segments. Yeah. And But I knew that if I did do a deal with them that it wouldn't work. You know, it would not, it wasn't an anchor for that network. Right. Uh, that eventually they would want me to have guests. They'd, have, they'd want me to figure out how to do this or that. And I just, it was a lot of money. And I was like, no. Oh, wow. No. Is that tough? No. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be beholden to do a daily show at my house that I was already getting tired of because they have a big idea. And then that, that, that tanked immediately, CNN. Streaming. <sighs> Can you imagine? Immediately. Somehow... And then I would have been stuck with them. They, that thing tanked in days. And then I would have been under contract at CNN with them trying to figure out what to do with me. Oh, wow. At Gross. this point in my life, oh. I'm going to sell out to CNN? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't need it. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had somehow like sent a Hail Mary text to Obama being like, dude, I really need you, Brock. Like CNN, like I need you to come through. Just talk to me while I play guitar. Don't no, even look at me. I, just, I just didn't want to be beholden to anybody. Mo just brought up earlier, and I don't know how often that comes across your mind. I don't know how often you're even like reminiscing about like memories and great times, you know, like great gigs, great restaurant hangs, um, pods. There's yeah. obviously, right. Yeah. There's gotta be episodes where you're like, holy shit, I can't a believe that happened. But B you think about it days after, like even mm-hmm. listening to how you finally got Michael Keaton. I believe it's that right. That one took a minute to was that the timing. Was? I think the timing was off the schedule. And then one day, oh, I that's think right. he, he just called me. It's like, oh, what, can I, I can mean, I come to, today? today? 
and Tonight. you figured it out, yeah. and that to me came at night. Made the episode even better, and it was already an incredible episode. It was already those were always wild. Those yes. nighttime visits at the old house because of that neighborhood and the garage, the nature of the garage. Isn't that crazy? By the way, uh, how many people do you think just peered through their window that night and were like? That fucking Batman. Well, no. Well, they they it, we, more they see people on the street. My neighbor would always see people getting out of their car and be like, "What's that?" I'm like, yeah, but no, no. Batman. He was stealth. No one saw Batman. No one saw him. No. So people would see. So people have seen. There's got to be some people that now know that probably. Well, Obama. They had to clear the neighborhood of cars. So get the fuck there were out there here. were people that were like, uh, you know, a little upset, and or then some were excited. <laughs> yeah. Some were upset because because like they had to you know drive not their president park. Oh, okay, yeah. On the street. That makes sense. Maybe it wasn't their president, but I think it really just came down to like, what do we got to do? Yeah. What, I can't just go? You're and, an inconvenience, you know. exactly. Mr. President. Yeah. I used to get the same type of um, double takes at my old apartment on Laurel that you came to yeah. when your car got towed, and I was doing I the pod. I with... still, every time I drive down that street at Laurel, because I go down and every time I go to the store, I'm like, how did I park in yeah. front of a driveway? I don't know. We all, we, we were this close to taking you to home. It was like, I have the no fact idea. you parked in the little alleyway in between... Or the entrance to a parking garage. Yes, of the it's apartment. not a spot. No. But you committed like it was. I know. And you're fearless in that way, and I respect it. I had no idea how that happened. No clue. It, you're yeah. better than Sebastian parked his moped there once. It fell over, and his helmet was so big, and I go, I go, who rides a moped to yeah. a podcast? And he goes, make fun of me again, and I'm going home. <laughs> and he came back. We had a good time. But he- uh, Was he serious? <laughs> he said it with a big Sebastian smile. Yeah. So I don't think so. Yeah. But I think he was definitely perturbed at how tricky parking his moped was because he had just gotten it to. Um, how long ago was that? Six, seven years ago. But so Brad, Brad Williams, yeah. four foot four, sure. would come into the apartment complex yeah. three, four times a week. Yeah. And A, we're getting Mark Maron's coming through. You're getting Bob Saget's coming yeah. through. Sebastian's coming through. Uh, Nikki Glazer's coming through. People are, there's comedy fans in the building. People are looking around. Sure. But. Four out of the seven days a week, there's a dwarf coming through. Yeah. I mean, that's you could tell when people were like, I want to come outside because maybe I should make a wish. I just want to be around him. I mean, it's always fun to be around the dwarf. It is. The, the hardest thing about being around the dwarves is, is just, you know, casually fist bumping them. Yeah. Or, you know, or just like, you got to look. Yeah. yeah. Or not acting like they're not like down there. Totally. Yeah. It took me a minute. Sure. I was squatting a lot when Brad and I first no, started you hanging can't out. squat. Can't bend over. You can't? No. I think it's case by case. Is I feel, it? I feel pretty comfy squatting in front of him. I pick him up all the time. He has no problem with it. Really? Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen him have sex. Uh, not on purpose. Stumbled okay. upon it. House it, party. It, Crazy. Standing up. Doggy Stop style. Come Bonkers. On. Going way too fast. No. It was like, it's not legal. You're going to burst you're the lying. cookies. I have a whole joke about it. No. But yeah, it's. I'm not lying. Okay. Why would I lie about that? You you sound like people when I told them I worked at Universal Studios, which we talked about on WTF. No, that's not doesn't seem like a lie, but saying that, you know, you that I've seen a little person have, have sex. Why why wouldn't you make that up? Why wouldn't I Because you're friends with them, you can make up anything. You could say you saw them fly. They can do that. Hilarious. <laughs> you're not wrong. They can fly. <laughs> they can't fly. You just have to Yeah, they're like care bears. They're magical. They are magical. <laughs> um why'd you call it from bleak mm. to dark? Out right uh, now, HBO. Oh, it's out. Oh, well, that's a, it's something somebody said uh, when Sam Lipside and I, uh, my my buddy Sam, who I talked to yes. every night, the writer. Yes, we sold that show to FX, and uh, we wrote a script, and they liked it, but they wanted us to write a second script. So we decided on a story, 
a one you know one pager for the second script and we turned it into FX and we had a notes meeting about the story. So we're all on Zoom. Nick Grad uh, at FX. Is that like I want to make sure? Like yeah. I always say, is that his name? Is it Grad or Graf? I think it's Grad. Nick Grad. That Hold sounds on. right. Um, so we're on the notes call. Mo, do you want to look it up? Um, yeah, Mo's got it. I got it. It's Nick Grad. It is Nick Grad. We're on the notes call with uh, with you know my management Sam. Yeah. You know, uh, and the people from FX and Nick, and he's the head of development or the uh, head of something over there. He's a good guy. But they're all there, and you know, and they're like, it's a notes call. And Nick goes, uh, listen, guys, I love the story. It's great. It's a great story. And uh, look, I have no specific notes, but is there any way we could get it from bleak to dark? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. That's our specialty. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so that just... It's that, stuck. It's great. It's a great story. It's it, funny. Um, how much of the title do you um, consider? I guess in doing a special, is that kind of like? Yeah, I always fuck up the titles. They always. It's mm. always tricky. Yeah, because so many people were just doing those. They were just kind of, you know, ripping off. Uh, I think it must have started with, every um, Eddie Murphy, the yeah. one, the one word titles. Yeah, you know. And there's no more of those. No more words. You like those? No. No. Not really. From Bleak to Dark is, A, feels very fitting for you. And it's engaging. It's, it's like, very what? engaging. Yes. What is this about? Yeah. And uh, It's almost like, like a title like, I feel like 10 years from now, you're going to have one that's you looking right in, pointing with the mic stand, going, I ain't going anywhere, yeah, Mark maybe. Maron. Oh, yeah. God. That, that's special. <laughs> that's the one I'll do on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no. My last one was End Times Fun. Yeah. Which was I thought that was good, but originally it was I wanted to call it Jeremiah, and uh, and Robbie Pra, who did not want to do this special at Netflix, um, said no one's gonna know what that is, and I'm like, I guess that's true. <laughs> like if you just saw it, like a Jeremiah, it, it, I, I saw it? a long mournful complaint or lamentation, a list of woes. Great. Would you put up the definition on the screen under the title? No, but like he said, basically he was correct. Yeah. That if you saw that on the menu at Netflix, you'd be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, dude. And look at the guy with the beard. What is that? Well, yeah, what's the picture that yeah. accompanies that title? From me sitting on a stool. So yeah. so I went with End Times Fun, which did pretty well because it was kind of prescient. Yeah. Uh, and then before that, it was I did one called uh, More Later. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And then uh, I did one called Thinky Pain. I really, that's one of my faves. And yeah. your epics one. I don't know what that, that was. Uh, uh, what was the one before? More later, I think, mm. was the epics one. What was the one that I did with the other one I did with Lynn? Uh, uh, too, 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 uh, fuck. Too real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, the two I did with Lynn were too real and uh, end times fun. And then the epics one, more later, that was Bobcat. He directed that. Crushed. And uh, and then Lance Bangs did Thinky Pain. Do you ever have to, um, uh, you know, go back and check out some of your specials to make sure? You know, I don't do the jokes. Yeah, or just repeating premises or themes, yeah. or, or just know innately. I usually know innately, but I, I do think there there is a line in this new one that I feel like I've done somewhere before. Yeah, because you're talking like what one, two, three, four. Uh, so. Ugh. Thinky Pain, More Later, Too Real, End Times Fun. That's four specials. Yeah. And probably one, two, three, four, four or five CDs, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's like nine hours, nine yeah. hours. So, uh, 
Yeah, I do know that thematically I, I have I talk about similar things. So, yeah, I, I'm concerned about that. I don't think I repeated. Usually someone would tell me. But there's one line in this one that I've used somewhere before that came back around. Great. The one, uh, I, I've been married twice, I have no kids. you got to be a special kind of asshole <laughs> to have two wives and no kids. <laughs> and then, like... So I, funny. And then uh, my second wife, I think, put it like this. You think I'm bringing children into this? <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh my! So God. that's in the new special, but it it, it gets tagged in a better way. So it, it finally found its place. I love that, but I definitely did it somewhere else. Isn't that what's kind of oddly beautiful about this art form? That like, I don't know whether you can pull a joke back from eight years ago or a line or a thought, but just be in a different place. Yeah. To know where it's got to go, or well, the to... weird thing is, is like because of the way I work, a lot of jokes finish themselves later. Like there are jokes on the fucking special that are better now. Like weeks later. Yeah. Like they're just not. That's always the case, right? I guess. I mean, not if you're just a joke person and then the joke is just like a thing you crumple up and throw away. Right. But like if you're a guy who talks about things, you know, sometimes they finish themselves. I used to do Conan all the time, do panel. Yeah. With totally unfinished jokes. They were funny enough as premises. Oh, yeah. But then they they would, you know, come into fruition later. It always happens. Like there, there's definitely some stuff I did on the special that's, I, I, I fucked up a couple of things in my mind that you won't notice but there's definitely a place where I could have been a funnier joke and it is now what did prompt the getting off the stool and moving around more I you look I've like I've definitely been an up and Adam guy before yeah. I mean if you look at my old shit yeah like even in my like that 95 HBO half hour I did I'm like all over the place I'm sweating but I always like sat down at some point so but I think what prompted it was you know I didn't I think with too real and and end times fun, I definitely did a lot of stool time. Yeah, it was predominant. But this one, I I just it was second show, and and they were and it was a big stage, and you know they were not. I had to work, so I got out there and worked. <laughs> it you, wasn't like some big plan. All I knew is that I had to have a mark where the fucking mic stand went, and I wanted to mark where the stool was, if not you know nail it down, <laughs> because just for continuity reasons. Yeah. Because, like, if you get you start moving around, that's one of the reasons I think I sat down, other than I, I like, I think it makes it more intimate. 1,000%. But if, but if you're moving around and you want to cut in between shows or cut out bits and you left the mic stand over there on one show and it's right in front of you the next show, it becomes a little tricky. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I get aware uh, of continuity for some reason. You said Stool Time, also yeah. a great title. Stool Time to me and Hear Me <laughs> Out sounds like... Hear Me Out's a good title. Hey, Hear Me Out's a great Someone title. had to have done that. Somebody did. Can you look it up, Mo? Stool Time, if you're Tim Allen right now and you're listening, yeah. Stool Time is a book of Tim Allen jokes yeah. based on Tool Time from your show Home Improvement, but it's yeah. for it's one of those on-the-toilet books called Stool Time, uh-huh. and it's literally just pages and pages of Tim Allen jokes he never used. Uh-huh. Wow, that sounds like the worst book I've ever <laughs> heard of. <laughs> Kevin Nealon, hear me out. Yeah. There you go. Great. Um, you... Uh, you're really good in Leslie. Oh, thanks. Uh, you've complimented me on my acting in the last couple of years. Yeah. I feel like it's only fair that I throw it back your way. But mine are tidbit parts. Um, yours are full on, like, you're carrying the movie. That was a um, big part. That was a big part. And yeah. it was, um, man, you're, you've been solid. Marin was so good. I don't know it's if okay. it was. okay. I watched some of it last night for the first time in a Ooh. while. Like I, I had, I just was poking around on my Apple TV, and I had the last season of Marin, and I'm like, I couldn't watch it 
But, you know, I, I, it took courage to do whatever the hell I did that last season. But I think I'm probably a little better of an actor now. One thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like it was easier to be you in that show than it is to play uh, a part like this? Into no, Leslie? I don't think so. I think being me is it's it's a, a little strange. Yeah. You know, to be a heightened version of yourself, and right. I think that, you know, with Glow doing Sam Sylvia, you know, that was a little different than me. It was better, but Two Leslie is definitely not my nature in terms of, you know. It's in there, but it's not like who I am publicly. Really, it, you know, it's a very quiet guy and not a neurotic guy, and you know, a fairly you know kind of heavy-hearted dude who you know, uh, a very codependent character. But, 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 yeah, I just showed up for it and did it did the work. Did you read that and get it? Uh, I mean, I would assume you're not in a place right where you you are like you and your team. You're being more active with like trying to find that guy. Won't, like, he wouldn't leave me alone. The director. Wow, that's even cooler. No, he, that's what I want, man. He came right after you. He's like, "You got to do this guy." Yeah, and I'm like, "I'm not doing it." <laughs> Power, no. You're like, "Where's the meeting?" He's like, "The West Side." Like, no, it's not even that. Ass. It was during yeah. COVID, and the guy was like, out of nowhere, you know, they went, they talked to my people, and this guy was like, "He really wants to do this." And I read it, and I'm like, "This isn't me." You know, they, I, I, they must have had a first choice that isn't doing it, and like, I'm not like, I'm not Texan. You know, there's guys that can do this in their sleep. Why me? And they kept saying, like, you know, he wants you to do it. I'm like, I don't believe it. And then I got a text from Chelsea Handler. And she's like, will you talk to Michael? He's a friend of mine. He's directing this movie. He really wants you to be in it. I'm like, you can't, like, say no to Chelsea Handler. Can't. It's illegal. It kind of is. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, all right, fine. You know, so the director gets on the phone. He's a British guy. And he's like, you know, I just, you know, I really want you to do this. I'm like, do you, though? Because, like, it just seems like there's a lot of guys that could do this. He's like, yeah, but I like you. I was a big fan of, you know, the last season of Marin, and I watched that movie you did for, with Lynn, the sort of trust movie, and I yeah. just really think you have the emotional component yeah. that I want for this. And I'm like, oh, so he does kind of want me. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about the accent, though. He's like, don't worry about the accent. I just, you know, I want you to be in the movie. I'm like, all right, well, okay. Yeah. But then, like, it became the thing because it was peak COVID, and, and then I, I was sort of like, I got to go out there in the world. But there was an argument at the time that somebody said to me, I don't remember who told me it. He said it's probably safer than going to the supermarket because you're gonna be, you're gonna be tested every two days. Yeah, everybody on set's gonna be wearing masks. They're gonna wash the groceries for you. Well, it just was like a, you know, kind of it was heavy, more contained. But, but yeah, so you know, I met with a. Because I thought, like, well, if, you, if I'm going to challenge myself as an actor and I'm really going to take this risk, um, you know, I better try the accent. So I, I met with a dialect coach. Yeah, and, I was going to ask. Yeah, we decided. You did it. It was good. I did it. It was yeah. all right. You know, I, I thought, like, you know, it's a very subtle thing. It's a Lubbock uh, accent. Yeah. And, you know, I got the phonetics of it right, and I made choices around it. And it, it, I think I did pretty good with it. Hey, guys, Adam Ray here. Hope you're enjoying this special episode of the About Last Night podcast. Checking in with you because it's a new year. You've got new goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. I know you're like me. You want to save time. You want to make sure you have all the right energy to tackle the day-to-day and hit everything on your to-do list. And when you do that, you need energy. You need to be locked in, dialed in, and prepped for the day. So... Hit up Factors because they've got ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to Yaudawa. When you get Factor, you not only skip the trip to the grocery store, which is exhausting and, you know, great people watching, but there's some freaks out there lately that make you question your decisions and where you shop. So skip all that BS. Skip the chopping, the prepping. 
and the cleaning up too because Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready to go in just two minutes. So all you got to do is heat up and enjoy. Truly, whatever lifestyle you're living, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. All these meals are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. And they all have the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try, which is awesome because you get to mix it up. Nobody likes the same old food day after day. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Well, factors the move, man. We started getting down with them. A few months ago, and it's been not only the uh, the cheapest, uh, most affordable route as far as trying to get food going, but um, it's better than takeout, and the meals are quicker than restaurant delivery. They're ready for you in two minutes. So get Factor right now and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best in 2023. I know this sounds too good to be true, but it's not. So head over right now to factormeals.com slash about 60 and use promo code about 60 to get 60% off your first box. That's incredible. Nobody else offers that. That's promo code about 60 at factormeals.com slash about 60 promo code about 60 to get 60% off your first box. Do it. Love it. Live it. Let's get back to the episode. You have, um, and I don't know how you are taking compliments. I think you're pretty good. You have a... Robin Williams was like my guy. Yeah. Like that's I think what got me. Obviously, Jim Carrey, Eddie Farley, Belushi. As far as like people that made me really yeah. fall in love with comedy. But the career that I was like, oh, I want to do that. This guy's doing silly shit, and he's so. Um, you have a, a similar uh, stillness and warmth to your um, your eyes for sure. Yeah. But just when you're on screen, you pop in a way that can be. Um, uh, Powerful is not the right word, but just um, you can take over the lens. Yeah. But then you can there's a there's a softness to you. Yeah. That um, that I saw in this that I feel like I haven't uh, maybe uh, seen you get the opportunity to. to yeah, I, I I appreciate right? that. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think you know, I've heard that from other people. I I don't. I read it off JambaJuice.com. They, Thanks a as lot. a team, went and saw it. Are you are you zooming right now with a couple of people at Jamba Juice? I don't know. You could tell. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Caleb, Jared. <laughs> um, it's always Caleb and Jared. It's always high school kids <laughs> that don't have any passions or goals. Someone like favorited a, a, a tweet that I did like in 2015. Isn't that always weird when all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, someone favorites a tweet yeah. from 2015 or 16? scared. But it was really fun. I have no recollection of almost any of them. Oh, <laughs> And this one was, uh, there are no non-Jews named Ira. <laughs> Still holds up. Totally. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> Anytime anything from 2015 is still relevant. Well, I mean, obviously people are, are looking for stuff and they haven't found anything bad, so that's good. That's, yeah, that's awesome. If that's what's coming uh, back to life. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think where I was at. I mean, I was still pretty heavy-hearted and, you know, and sad. And you know, doing the work, he shot it on film yeah, in 19 great. days. 19 days so there was no time for fucking around and and i was working with a woman who's like a you know she's a, a heavy hitter yeah she got nominated for best best actress 
Duh! I'll just say, welcome back to no shit. But it, but it took like it's controversial. That, I know I, it's so sad that like this amazing thing happens to her and it's toxic because the academy are a bunch of pussies. But um, yeah, like so they invite like I think yeah, I so read... they so someone legitimately got it because of support from her community and it's a, a big uh, issue because it wasn't like they what they screened it like at right is that the whole issue? It's no, like... the issue was it came out of nowhere. The real issue is is that they didn't see it coming. And they didn't and get that, to pick it or what? No, it was just all these larger companies that put millions of dollars into these campaigns, yeah. into screenings, into mailings. You know, they got they got blindsided by a, a really just a bunch of actors saying this is an amazing thing and rallying the acting uh, community in, within the academy. So that's what vote. happened. Yeah. I think I did re- so a lot of heavy heavy hitter actresses, right, were really coming to her aid. Yeah, kind of leading the charge. Well, just well, not just but just supporting the movie publicly that's on awesome, the public dude. media platform. How good did that make Ed you Norton feel? too? Awesome. All these people. Well, it, certainly for me, it just means like I didn't know what do you do those movies. You're like, is anyone going to see this ever? Totally. And now a lot of people are seeing it. I'm getting emails from forwarded to me from like Martin Brest. Get the fuck the out direct. Of here. Yeah. Directors and who else? To, I got one today from Phil Kaufman, who's one of the great directors. Yes, but uh, like just like you did great work, and like you know, and Chris Cooper, the actor, he sent he reached out. Like, like it's being seen by you know peers, and I'm sort of like, I'm. I thank God that you know I I feel okay about it. You should. Yeah, because like you know, I, add I, I, Adam Ray to the list of of people fans? who are well, throwing. Thank you very uh, much. But like I, I mean, it's it's horrible when you don't believe people. You know, like because you don't see it, but like I don't think I could have done better work. I could have, I could have made some different choices when I watch sure. it, and like I probably, you know. But there's a learning curve with it, with film acting and with acting in general, you know. But I, I feel like I did okay, and uh, like I'm not ashamed of it. You shouldn't like, be. Like, you should be very proud of it, and I think you are. Is that weird? It's like it's there, there's no in between no. being ashamed of something yeah. and being okay with something. Totally. There's that, no. That's those are the ups and downs that we uh, are attracted to. Do you do a joke about that kind of? No. Who am I thinking of? I love that you're thinking that you know any of my material. First yeah. of all, let's just clip this. It's. I just hear. <laughs> I, just, I just. It's just. I, I hear a loud Jew cadence. And then some voices. <laughs> And then, <laughs> probably me. That's By the weird. way, love Jew Cadence. If you, that's not your next special, that's your special. Thank you, baby. <laughs> oh my! You hear that, Eric Griffin? This will be pissing you off that Mark is talking to me like a comedian. Um, you, real quick. Oh, we got about uh, five, six minutes left. Uh, your the scene of you at the carnival. Yeah. Right towards uh, 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 yeah. middle end of the the yeah. film. Just a great scene you were you were just with your kids and with the grandkids yes yeah. and uh um I, in watching it i was like man i wonder there's probably no like re- you didn't go to dave and busters i'm assuming but i just in seeing you there and it was so it was just a great scene but then i my mind wandered to was mark Marin ever a carnival guy <laughs> so now i'm just pull the curtain back i'm just like were you ever a guy that was like yeah, let's go shoot the fucking water in the clown's mouth. Uh, let's go to Disneyland and go to uh, uh, you know, Western Town. What? Shoot the fucking oh, yeah. get a I get a funnel go, cake. Uh, I used to go to uh, the State Fair. Th- there you go in Albuquerque. Gotcha. The Midway at the State Fair. Cool. And that was sort of like a rundown carnival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I was my second wife was a, a roller coaster person, so you know I would. That's go on exactly how you're supposed to talk about them by the way i got a buddy who's obsessed goes to the roller coaster person and i didn't mean emotionally i mean like she liked roller coaster <laughs> you know 
I would say in the relationship, emotionally, <laughs> I was the roller coaster. Probably. So it makes sense that she liked yeah, roller coasters because yeah. she was on one for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know, you didn't dig them? Like you're not a fan of the... Uh... Well, no, I just never sought them out. Yeah, it never made either. sense to me. But yeah. but like, you know, once if you're with somebody that likes them, you're like, all right, let's do it. And you're like, ah, you know, yeah. you get it. I like the carnival rides that are like, I don't know, not... De- also, I don't I like don't... to feel sick. No. Also, I know accidents can happen at Disneyland and any of these uh. th- big theme parks where hopefully the harnesses and, s- and seatbelts have been. But the weird thing is, is like you get on these things, and I don't know if it, w- it was different in another time, but it's over in 40 seconds. You're like, you wait online, it's like, it's pretty amazing, yeah. but you're like, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> everybody out. You know, like. And you're not better for it. Yeah, it's like, what happened? Is that it? What is happened? That- it's, is that it? Is a lot of this, the sentiment when you get off a coaster. Yeah. But we went on. We went to Coney Island and rode that cyclone, cool. which is like been there forever. Yeah, and that hurts. Like it, that's one where you're like, I don't think this is safe because <laughs> it isn't. You can you can kind of feel the rails on it. Yeah, but it's it's been there forever. But you literally are sore after it because it's shitty. <laughs> it's a shitty old roller coaster. You threw a punch in the movie too. I did. Did it look all right? Someone, it someone great. criticized me. I wrote this down said because it didn't, I, quite, I, it didn't look like I Who criticized it. you? They just said- Steven Seagal? I think my thorn might not have been good, but what do I know? It looked good. Good. I thought it looked good. And then he tackled you to the ground and you guys- I thought there was going to be a few more punches on, but there was no. a little bit of wrestling and I then thought, I, I thought like that, you know, the way that played out was exactly how like a real fight with me would play out. <laughs> That's do you know what I mean? You yeah. throw one punch yeah. and then just like, <laughs> you know, like, it's not. we're not going to have a film fight here. This yeah. is like, we're on the ground. Yeah. And somebody stops it. Yeah. Great. That's all you can hope Isn't for. Isn't that what you want in any fight? Sure. A little bit you of action. Get one punch in and one then punch. someone steps in. Someone pulls you apart. <laughs> That's ideal. All right. We're going to close this out with a- um... Oh, is there a game? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, do str- I do come across- I do give off 90s Nickelodeon gotta, game show energy. What's the, what's and I'm the not quiz? mad about it. What's the stupid thing you've come up with to end your podcast with? <laughs> These are ten <laughs> lines you've said in a movie. I'm here with Mark Marin, and Mark, we're, you're gonna have to guess. These lines were said by you or someone you acted alongside in the movie Bad Guys. Uh, no, this is um, the uh, Inside the Actor Studio ten questionnaire. Okay, James Lipton, R.I.P. You no doubt would have been on the show now with your uh, prestigious acting career. The thing is funny. You would have been yeah. great on that show. The, you, like you talk about me, like the career you want to have, or like you know these comics who do all this stuff. It's like I'm having one of those careers basically under the radar. Do you, you know? Like it's it's yes like, and no. I guess, but like you know, on some level, you know, I'm not hanging. Like I'm not in big movies. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not an arena act. So I'm, I'm having exactly the career that we all want. Yeah, it's just like it's only for a few people. A few, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Hmm. Because I would love to be where you're at, right? Yeah. I feel like this has been the best acting couple years of my career. Yeah. Stand-up numbers are, are steadily growing. Good. Uh, but I would love to be, I can't wait to be doing theaters and be uh, yeah, in I'm, movies like you're in with, part. like I literally, that movie really just popped for me too because I was like, oh man, I would love to sink my teeth into a, yeah. a fuller role yeah, like this. Right. Yeah, me too. I want to do more of that. And for, it's fortunate for me that I'm finally old enough to not be cast as anything other than the cranky guy. Great. No. A lot of room for that. <laughs> Maybe. But this guy wasn't cranky. No, he but wasn't. Go ahead. A lot right. of layers to him. Yeah. Um, but real Ready quick. prepared the answers. No, real quick. The Where you're at, you really though. really doing it? No, no, not oh. yet. Real quick, where you're at, though, are you, um, you're like, I'm under the radar, and I said, you know, yes and no. Uh, is that where, at this stage, are you like, fuck, man, I'm still not there? Or well, no. are you, like, chilling right now? 
I, I'm learning how to chill Good. because I did being there is just not my life. It's, it's not. It's never been my destiny. Right. You know, this is not what I designed my life for. Right. You know, I didn't get into this to make money or to get love. Mm. I, I got into it because I had no choice for some reason. I thought it was the best way for me to engage in the world. Yes. But you know, I'm grateful that for whatever reason I I'm you know after you know in my 40s you know I was able to sort of make a living you know that that I make a comfortable living and that I you know I've saved some money and like I, I'm a weirdo you know because like even with the money I have saved and, and money I earn. Like I'm one of these people where I, I tell my management, you know, sort of can just I mean I want to keep my SAG insurance. So totally. can we get me? <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. But but it is. But like I can afford insurance. Yeah. Right. But it's so this weird thing. It's sort of like just I don't know. Give me like a little voiceover something to you know. Cool. And then they I, do. I, nah. I mean, there's gonna I, be opportunities. Mark my words, coming from uh, to Leslie. You're already getting you know emails from. You know, directors. It's, it's great, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to. to I'd like. I, I don't. You know, I like acting, but I don't love the process of film acting. Great. A lot of time in the trailer. A lot, a, lot of, time a, a lot of time in a trailer. You know, you go out and you know you do two lines. Oh yeah, uh, ninety times, and then you're like, all right, we're gonna we got to set up the next shot, and then like ten hours later, you're like, what could be happening? Yeah. It's been ten hours. Now on the flip side, why are you shooting them out? <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, to, for, yeah. I know. And, it's and your gripe is is valid, but it, it shouldn't be I because know. actors are sort of like, "Shut up, we're getting away with murder." Totally. But like when you're a comic, you're like, "But we could be doing other things." Uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's a pitch for any <laughs> anybody for all you directors and writers that want to have me in your movie. By the way, you got real boisterous. You sound the Jew cadence was sounding know, like a I bit know. of mine. I know. Like you were starting I'm, to get I, to my yeah, Adam. I'm very Ray difficult <laughs> in the trailer, but I don't tell. I don't say it to anybody. I get out of my trailer. I'm like, I'm, I'm great. Everything's good. In the trailer, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> could be happening? That this. What's in a Mark Maron writer? Like on the road, a trail mix. Sad. Yeah, just uh, cashews, raw cashews. Love cashews and and uh, ginger ale zevia soda. Cool zevia soda together. Like you wash the cashews down with. Well, I just have them back. I like to have the ginger ale. I like to have a few cashews. I just don't like to waste food. And every time they, you know, if you ask for hummus and vegetables, you don't know what you're going to get in any given place. The tray either. Well, yeah, but it's just like could be gross. It's not. I've been been to places. I used to have hummus on there. It's just sort of like, you know, Julie made this, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) So. You're like at Ralph's? No, yeah, no, no. Uh, Julie, Julie who works for, here. Who, yeah, who, exactly. Well, so she used to work here. It's yeah, a long yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to go on now, do you? <laughs> All right, Mark. That kind of stuff. The yeah. 10, uh, here we go. Going to get to know Mark Marin a little bit more. God bless you. Uh, From Bleak to Dark, the special. Um, incredible. Uh, HBO. You're a real treat. HBO. Not fucking Netflix, which is the new slogan for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and WTF, the podcast, of yeah. course. All right, here we go. Yeah. I'm James Lipton. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm here with Mark Marin. Mark, what is your favorite word? Um, no right or wrong answer. Uh, no, yeah. no right or wrong answer. Would I take your time? Send me an email too if it's too big of a fucking pop quiz. Come on, it's two words. Well, oh, come on. Yeah, I love it. What is your least favorite word? Um, fat. What turns you on? Uh, almost anything given the day. What a great answer! <laughs> and, uh, and not, and I don't even need a follow up. Yeah. I'm gonna let my mind go <laughs> yeah. go crazy. Yeah. What turns you off? Uh, fat, <laughs> with a ph. No, what turns me off? Yeah, I, I, I'm just because I know you know what it's like to have food issues. Yes. Um, what turns me off is is 
By the way, he wasn't taking a dig at me on WTF. My episode, we talked about being yeah. fat, getting food, and yeah, yeah, and whatever. Just, yeah. I, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I want to have context because you, the way you said that sure. was definitely like, you know, you got fucking food. Blood. No, no, I no, can no, see no. the way that shirt's falling. No, yeah. it's, I'm not trying to be insensitive. Yeah. It's really a deep, like, I core issue. Yeah. Uh, what turns me off, I, I think, generally speaking, is um, people fucking with me. Yeah, yeah. When, like, obviously, too, right? When yeah, like, yeah. Or just sort of like you know, or or placating me, mm-hmm. or condescending me. Yep. Like, it, there's a, a, a big umbrella of being fucked with. <sighs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay. What is your favorite curse word? Um. Well, you can't use it anymore, but you know, cunt is pretty great. I still drop a cunt from time to yeah, time. Yeah, me too. I'll throw a cunt out Just talking about it today with my wife. I say, I even said twat is one of my favorite words. Twat I never used. I think we'll it, edit this out. Uh, really? No. Oh. Keep, we'll keep it in. Cunt is, is like, that's, that's percussive. Dom Herrera has a real, he, the way he says it, like, it yeah, yeah. makes you feel like everything's wrong. Pussy I used a lot. Yeah. But both those words are, are really not, they're not great words to use. Women no. are not. Not fans. You know, not fans of Good cunt reason. or pussy. Yeah. But I think you I think you can masculinize cunt, but it still it means cunt or pussy. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. They're not great. They're yeah. not great. But they're great words. I say it at home. To your cats. Sure. Yeah. Or just uh, nobody. Do you talk uh, to your cat? <laughs> After a nice bowl of Captain Crunch, just yeah. drop a seat. Oh, cunt. Yeah. I, you know, I do like when I'm, my producer's got just hours of me when I fuck up copy, where I'm just sort of like, uh, Squarespace, if you want to fucking cunt balls, <laughs> cunt. Now, do you ever think if they left it in, what Squarespace, maybe this is like the the, the edge up they were looking for yeah, as a company. Exactly. Well, I mean, for years I Squarespace. Don't be a fucking cunt. My, Sign yeah, up right. now. My first sponsor was a coffee company out of Madison. Yeah. Oh yeah. That they, and they were just sort of like you know we they they barely paid us. I did it for coffee, but I came up awesome. with this tagline where I would take a sip of it and I go pow! I just shit my pants. Awesome. And they didn't love it, but it made their business. <laughs> pow, it I, did. Dude. That became synonymous with WTF. It did for a while. Good for you, dude. Yeah. Coming up with catchphrases left and right. What yeah. sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do so, I love? Yes. Oh, leaf blower. Dear God. I was about to never air this episode. (laughs) Fuck. But also, the way you said it, dude, again, that gentleness in the pupils. I I was like, I think he reckoned, I don't know, man. His neighborhood's pretty quiet, but maybe he likes a little bit of distraction. Um, What sound do I love? Yeah, or noise. Uh, You know, it's like a pretty good sound is um, something sizzling in a pan. 1,000%. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Great answer. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Leaf blower. Yeah, there it is. I knew we'd get back to it. What profession other than your own, Mark, would you like to attempt? Um, baker. Yeah, yeah. Cause the hours. Yeah, I just want to get up early <laughs> and knead dough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just like, isn't it fun to make cakes and yeah, pies? I wouldn't know. And a scone? It probably is. I've done it. You have? Yeah. I'd like to do it as a job rather than try it at my house where I got to eat the whole fucking thing by myself. Yeah. Or give it away. You're a big dessert there guy you, too, yeah? Yeah, big food guy. Yeah. I mean, I've been not eating meat lately. It's kind of rough. So if you go to a restaurant, is dessert always happening? I got a buddy like that no. where he's, no. No, you know, if it is, it's it's pain, it's it's like a struggle. Yeah. You know, like, and then it's it's a lot of fucks during the eating yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Man, fuck. What profession would you not like to do? 
uh, anything where you have to either fire people or ask them for money. If heaven exists, Mark, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, um, <laughs> what would I like to do? Uh, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking straight from Lipton's mouth. Is it? Yeah. It's so it's uh, how he closed it out, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what would you like to hear? Yeah. And, and you know, I don't remember what Al said, but I think it was something to the extent of just you know, you did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I think I'd like him to say like, <laughs> while you're up here, you don't have to hang out with everybody you know. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Dude, oh that's. Dude, that's great. That's great. Thoughtful, funny. That's what we were looking for. Mm. You're a beast. Thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks for making time. Yeah. Can't uh, wait to rewatch the special. Guys, go see Mark on tour. Oh. I'm not on tour. Great. Go. Uh... <laughs> wait it out. Just wait watch out. the special. Watch the special. Enjoy it. Yeah, I'll figure out it. I'll get, give, me, give me some time to get some shit together. Yeah, I just, that's what the, that was an hour. But. <laughs> And there's a half hour, but I can't tour with a half hour. Give me, I just give me a little time. If you're in LA, go see him at the store. And um, and Two Leslie is uh, one of many films that you should just type in Mark Maron on your Apple TV, and a lot of fun stuff's coming up. Yeah, two or three things. Appreciate you, bud. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.